What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports Episode 5. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrick. And today, we're going to be talking about Zion vs. Jaw, Rookie of the Year candidates, and who would I rather have on my team. Then that's going to lead into Victor Oladipo not playing with the Pacers in Orlando. Then we're going to get into the Indians and the Redskins possibly changing their team name. And finally, we're going to talk about the eight-team bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that did not make the tournament in Orlando. So, first things first, Zion versus John Morant. They both had ups and downs this year. But before the season got canceled, teams had played 63 to 67 games. John Morant had played 59 of those games. Zion had played 19 of those games because Zion suffered a torn right meniscus, which he was out six to eight weeks on. So, Davis, who do you think is a better player, or who would you rather have on your team, Zion Williamson or Ja Morant? This season, Ja was a better player because Zion was hurt, and he only played 19 games. Ja will win Rookie of the Year, but I think Zion has more potential, and if you look at the stats side by side, Zion has the better stats, and I'd rather have Zion on my team. The Pelicans, when they played... Um, the Grizzlies the second time the Pelicans won 131 to 111 Zion had 24 and Jaw had 16 and that just shows you that Zion's better on a bigger stage I think and Jaw's gonna grow into that and Jaw still has a lot of time to improve but I just think I'd rather have Zion on my team for the future I don't know for me it's kind of hard to determine because if you compare their stats Zion Williamson for his 19 games had 23.6 points per game 2.2 assists 6.8 rebounds while shooting 58.9.589 percent from the field and he did that in 30 minutes and Jaw also averaged 30 minutes a game he played 59 games Averaged 17.6 points per game, 6.9 assists, 3.5 rebounds while shooting 0.491% from the field altogether. And as I said, Zion was injured. So he showed sparks um, in the season, you know, averaging 23.6 points per game as a rookie in 19 games after an injury. That shows that Zion Williamson, I don't think he was ever, you know, really badly career in had a career any injury because 23.6 points per game is a lot of points for 30 minutes a game. And if Zion's doing that, then I think that he's just back to normal. He had a little injury. He's going to be fine in Orlando. He's going to be fine next season. And I honestly think that Zion has more potential because he's playing with guys like Brandon Ingram and people like that who can help him out. Um, Ja has a couple vets like Jonas Valanciunas and people like that that could help Ja out too. But overall, I think Zion Williamson is going to be a better player due to his size. He's working on his three-point shot as well, and he's already shooting a good percent from the field. He's kind of like he he kind of reminds me like a Giannis. He doesn't really have a three-point shot, but he can he can go down the lane and jam on anybody or just out rebound anybody like that. So I feel like he's a smaller version of Giannis Antetokounmpo. John Morant on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a small market team. So John Morant 
maybe won't be noticed as much as if he was on the Lakers or the Celtics or somebody like that. Because, you know, if you ask somebody that doesn't live in Tennessee or somebody that lives in Memphis, name one team in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies aren't going to be named. It's going to be the Lakers, the Clippers now. But the Grizzlies would probably be one of the last teams named. So you got to think, is that going to affect how Jaw wants to play the game? Because I know a lot of players like to be on big market teams. That's why Lance Stevenson left the Pacers, because he wanted to go to the Lakers, a big market team. He wanted to get his name out there more. And with Jaw Morant, I think that the Grizzlies could be an unbelievably good team. They already have Jaw Morant. They have Jaron Jackson Jr. as well, which are both two very young pieces. They have a vet in Jonas Valanciunas, and then they also have Dylan Brooks as well, who's also a young guy in the starting lineup. So... I love to see these guys go head-to-head, if they will, in Orlando. I don't think they will. That's a very rare possibility that they will in the playoffs or anything like that. But overall, I would rather have – I would probably rather have Zion on my team if he's fully healthy. But what's your take on the Jaw versus Zion rookie of the year? Well – I think I said earlier, but Jaw's definitely going to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, Zion only played 19 games, so it's hard for you to give a player Rookie of the Year when he played when he didn't play as many games as Jaw did. Jaw played 59, Zion played 19. So if you really think about it, Jaw's going to win because just because of the games he played. Now, if Zion played more games and he would definitely win because the Pe- the Pelicans and Zion Williamson have more hype than the Grizzlies and John Morant because Zion coming into the season came out of Duke and everybody knew he was going number one. And there were s- still questions about who was going two and three between R.J. Barrett and John Morant. So Zion already had the hype over Jaw. And if he would have played the same amount of games as Jaw did or more, he would have won. But this year, I think it's going to be Jaw. Interesting takes. I want to hear, you know, experts' takes are different than ours. Everybody, I feel like everybody has a different take than us because Zion's stats are honestly better on paper and he played less games. But it's harder to average more points in more games, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to determine. I still, I think Jaw's going to win Rookie of the Year, like you said just because of the fact that he played more games. I think Zion possibly could have caught up to him if they played the full season. But with his torn right meniscus that caused him six to eight weeks, I think that's going to cause him rookie of the year. But moving on to Victor Oladipo, he announced that he will be traveling with the team, but he won't be playing with the Pacers. And in my opinion, that's just soft. That's just soft. Because if you're really hurt, then why would, you, why would you travel with the team? I don't understand. You played from January 29th to March 10th. And you played 20-plus minutes every single game from January 29th to March 10th. And you improved. Victor's January 29th stats versus the Bulls, his first game back. He had 21 minutes, only 9 points, 4 assists. 
two rebounds. He shot two for eight from the field, which is 25%, and one for seven from three-point, which is 14.3%, and his only make was the game-winning shot to send it to overtime, which, in my opinion, was just crazy. Davis and I are both from Indiana. We both growing up liking the Pacers all of our life. We love Victor Oladipo because he went to Indiana University, and then he played for the Pacers too. Vic was a great college player for us. He went second overall in the draft. So me and Davis has always liked him, and we don't understand why he's doing this to the Pacers. With this format, without any fans, without the fatigue, traveling on planes and stuff like that, I think the Pacers have a chance of going far in the playoffs with Victor, but now they don't have him. And in my opinion, I think it's soft. As I said earlier, he improves his March 10th stats versus Boston, his very last game before the season got suspended. I was at that game. He had 29 minutes, 27 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, 9 for 16, which is 56.3% from the field. And he shot an astonishing 5-for-7 from three-point range, which is 71.4%. So if you think about from January 10th, January 29th, excuse me, to March 10th, that's 13 games played. You only play eight games in Orlando plus the playoffs. And you had time to recover from the season. So if you can start playing on January 29th, I don't understand why you can't play in Orlando. He said that he doesn't want to re-injure his quad tendon. Well, then why'd you play on January 29th? Then why'd you play on March 10th even? If you're going to re-injure it that bad, then why didn't you sit out the whole season? I, I don't get it. I, I seriously do not get it. Do you, what, what's your opinion on this? Because obviously this has made me mad. So what about you? Well, I don't understand it either. I mean, he's not playing, but he's traveling. And to me, that's just selfish. I, th- I just think that's selfish because now a fact that I don't think many people know is that when a player travels with the team, they can't get a replacement player. And if Victor didn't travel with the team, he wouldn't be getting paid. And the o- that's the only reason I think he's traveling is for the money. And so now that the Pacers can't get a replacement player for Victor, and he's taking their money, that's selfish. That is selfish. And without Vic, Vic's the best player they have on their team, in my opinion. And without him, they're going to get swept. If the, if the stats or if the standings stay how they are, the Pacers will have to play the Heat first round. And I already told you, Last, I already told, I already said last episode that the Heat are going to make it far. And I think it would be easier that we wouldn't have to play the Heat if Vic was here. But now we're going to get swept by them because clearly he wants to take the money and he doesn't want us to have a replacement player. It's selfish. <laughs> I think it's just funny because Indiana makes players good. If you think about it, Lance Stevenson, when he was on the Pacers the first time, he did great, right? 
And then he goes to the Hornets, and now he's playing in China. He's on and off with the Lakers, on and off in China. He comes back to the Pacers, and he does great again. He helps us almost beat LeBron in the first round. You know that little famous play where he dunked on LeBron and then headbutted the pad? <laughs> that was funny to me. I thought, that, I mean, even if you're not a Pacer fan, that, that would just be funny. Just seeing a dude headbutt a pad, like, what are you doing? That just looks weird. But, anyways, Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis did not do anything in Oklahoma City. They were just facilitators. They were just role players, right? We trade both of them, or the Thunder trade both of them for Paul George. And now they're both all-stars. They've both made an all-star appearance in Indiana. Paul George has been doing in L.A., but you would expect him to. He's been a great player all of his career. Right? Indiana Pacers make players good. Which is why I think if somebody came to us in free agency, I think that they would be a great player for us. Vic, you know, nobody expected Demonis Sabonis to be an all-star. After that Paul George trade, if you said Demonis Sabonis is going to be an all-star in a couple of years, I would laugh at you. I would say, Psh, no way. You're joking. I've never heard of this guy in my life. There's no way he's going to be an all-star. But now look where he's at. He's a one-time all-star. Victor made an all-star appearance too. So basically what I got out of that trade is we traded one all-star for two all-stars. The Pacers did. Now, I don't think Vic or Domas is still as good as Paul George, but I would rather have two All-Stars on my team than one, if you know what I mean. But, I, yeah, a selfish move by Victor Oladipo. I liked how Davis brought up that, why is he traveling? We can't, we can't have a replacement for him, and he's just getting paid. He wants to get paid. So does everybody else, but... If you're going to get paid, you might as well just play. You played earlier in the season. I don't understand it. And if you really think that Victor Oladipo made the right move, then I think that you're just sort of delusional. I mean, some people think that they are, but I just don't think so. I, I really think that what he did was soft. Not Kevin Durant soft, but just soft. Moving on to the Redskins and the Indians. The Washington Redskins are 100% changing their name. That's already a fact. But the Cleveland Indians is still, it's a possibility. It's not 100% that they're going to be changing the name, but the Indians might be changing the name, okay? The reason is because, um, you know, racial issues from their names, Indians, Redskins, yeah, you, you know. So the Redskins, here's a little history lesson with Will right here. Um, the Redskins have had three Super Bowls under their belt, as the name the Washington Redskins, 1983, 1988, and 1992. They've won three Super Bowls, and 92 is their last appearance. The Redskins were known as the Boston Braves and changed their name to the Redskins in 1933. So then, the Boston Redskins relocated to D.C. in 1937. So in conclusion, 
The name Redskins has been around for 87 years, and the Washington Redskins has been around for 83 years. So obviously a bitter moment, changing their name. But me and Davis both came up with a couple names we think would be cool for the Redskins to change their name. Because here's a little fun fact. A lot of teams, team names, have to do with their city. Some don't, but some do. You think about it, Orlando Magic. They're the magic because Disney is in Orlando and Disney's a magical place. That's why they're they're the Orlando Magic. The Phoenix Suns, because Phoenix is hot. They're the Suns. Um, I can see if I can name a couple other others off my head. Um The Indiana Pacers, for example, because Pacer, like a race car. So just stuff like that. Then there's obviously like the Washington Wizards. Stuff like that. This doesn't have to do it. But then, then again, Washington Capitals, because D.C. is the capital of the United States. The Nationals for baseball for Washington. So I think for the Redskins, it would be cool if they did something like that for the capital of the country. And Washington, D.C. has a lot of museums and historical stuff there as well. So here are my three names. The Treasurers is my first one. The Washington Treasurers, because... Washington has a lot of treasure. They have a lot of history with presidents and, you know, you name it. Everything that the United States has is history. Washington, D.C. has it. I think the revolution would be a good name because the United States would not be a country without revolution. We had wars to get here, you know, stuff like that, the Revolutionary War. So I think the Washington Revolution would be pretty good. And I think the Washington Warriors would be good as well. That's a very popular name. Um, I just think it would sound good. The Washington Warriors. The Warriors are now on the clock. I think it's a good basketball name. I think it would be a good football name, too. So there are my three names. Davis, you name me your three names. Well, first I'm just going to talk about what it would take to rename a team. Um, For the Redskins and Indians to rename a team, which I do think is a smart decision with everything going on, but they would have to rebrand, and rebranding is going to take a while. They would have to find a new logo. They would have to design new uniforms. They would have to put new stuff in their shop. And so rebranding a team is hard for any team, but we know teams can do it. The Indianapolis Colts were the Baltimore Baltimore Colts. They didn't really have to – they didn't change the name, but they changed the logo. And there's just other teams like that. But – for the Redskins, I feel like if they changed their name to and took the Wizards' old name, the Bullets, because Washington's like the crime city. They call it like the crime city in the U.S. or something. So I think that would be a cool name. And, I yeah, I just think if they just took the old history of the Wizards that was in Washington and they took it to their team... Fans would really come to watch. I'm glad you brought up that, um, the rebranding and stuff like that, because people say the Redskins want to change their logo to, like, the arrow that they had back in the 60s, which I don't really like, but, you know, I don't have an opinion on it, so they can do whatever they want. But, um, yeah, the Washington Redskins have won three Super Bowls. I think those three names that I said would be pretty good names. The Indians, the Indians 
have been known as the Cleveland Indians since 1915, which is also 105 years. They have two World Series in 1920 and 1948. Their last appearance was in 2016, where they lost to the Chicago Cubs, where they broke the curse. But I think a couple cool names for the Indians would be the Guardians, the Lakers, and the Rockers. And you're like, the Lakers, the Lakers. Is, yeah, I know the Lakers is basketball, but the reason I said the Lakers is because it sits on it, the Cleveland Indians, or just Cleveland, the whole city sits right on Lake Erie. So I think that would be a good idea to rename them the, the Cleveland Lakers. Obviously, you don't have the Los Angeles Lakers colors, but I think the Lakers would be a good name. I just think the Guardians would sound cool. I don't think it has anything to do with the city, but I think it would... It would sound pretty cool, just the Guardians. And then the Rockers, Cleveland's really known for rock and roll. So I think it would be cool is the Cleveland Rockers. But um, the Redskins, remember, they are changing their name, so they're going to have to work on rebranding and stuff. They already took everything down from the Nike shop. If you search Washington Redskins, there's nothing. And the Indians are possibly changing their name. So... Those are my names that I think would be cool. Davis, what's the name that you think would be cool for the Indians? The name I think that would be cool for the Indians, it doesn't have anything to do with the city, just like the Guardians don't. But I like the Cleveland Defenders. It just sounds really smooth together, and it just sounds solid, and I think that would be a cool team name. And rebranding for that would be tough, just like for any team, rebranding is tough, but... Defenders just sounds so good for Cleveland. So I think they should change their name to that. I'm excited to see what both these teams do. I know that they're going to have a lot of work to both put in if the Indians do decide to change their name. I know but the Redskins right now are going to have a lot of work to put in rebranding, changing their jerseys and stuff. But I'm excited to see how they turn out. I'm sure all the other NFL fans and just sports fans overall are also excited to see how they turn out. Um, last but not least, we have a couple minutes left here. We're going to talk about the NBA in Chicago. Um, the eight teams that didn't make in Orlando were the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, Charlotte Hornets, New York Knicks, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavs, Golden State Warriors, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I just want to point out a fun fact here. You know there's five teams in a division. And one team that I think is sad is out of the eight teams that weren't invited, three of them were in the Pacers division, in the Bucks, The Pistons, the Bulls, and the Cavs didn't get invited. Three out of the five teams in the division didn't get invited. That's embarrassing. We're the worst division in basketball. But hey, I'm not complaining. The Pacers are in or- the Pacers are in Orlando, but I just think that's embarrassing. Like, come on, you gotta have at least three from your division make it. I mean, and there's only two from the West that didn't get invited. Like, come on, East, you gotta step up your game. The Hawks, I think, are gonna be good pretty soon though, because of Trey Young and John Collins and all of them. Um, but a thing that I read was that the the teams really want Chicago not to be, you know, a competitive nature because 
all these teams have been horrible this year, so it's not like anybody's going to watch them. The target states in September to start. But they really just said they want their younger players to develop in this, um, to play more games because they don't want you know their younger guys to go to waste and not develop because you need games around those guys for them to develop. And I also heard from the Pistons that people like Blake Griffin won't be playing because there's really no need for him to play. Steph Curry and all of them said they were playing. You know, I don't, I don't really know why, but there's just a couple vets that will be playing and a couple vets that won't. And I completely understand why you would and why you wouldn't. Because if I was a vet in the NBA, I'd want to play more basketball. And if I didn't because I don't want to get injured or something, that's fine. Not anything like Victor Oladipo's injury. He's a re-injure, not an injure. That move was soft, but okay. Anyways, back to Chicago. Um, they want their younger teams to develop. Their start dates are in September. Do you think? Do you like the move on putting these eight teams in Chicago and letting them play, or do you, would you rather just them start an off season and think about what they're gonna do for next season? I'd rather just have them start an off season. I mean, all the teams in this eight eight team tournament or whatever are god-awful like god-awful so I don't understand and it also it just proves the west is way more dominant there's only two out of the eight teams that are from the west which means there's six from the east which is embarrassing and and I think the Hawks have a chance to go deep because the Hawks are a good team, even with their young players. And so, but I don't like the move. Nobody's going to watch them because they're going to be too busy watching the actually good teams play. And so, I don't like the move. I think these teams need to focus on what they're going to do next season rather than worry about how bad they are this season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these teams, bro, they they just cracking up because there's some teams like the Knicks that have been bad for so long, and they just had history. Like, like, bro, dude, come on, New York. Like, you guys try to get you guys tell everybody, oh, we're gonna get Kevin Durant and Kyrie and Zion, and then they don't even get the first pick, and they don't. It's like, dude, just come on. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch them in Chicago, which. You know, obviously, if that's the only thing I have to watch, then sure, because I like watching sports. Me and Davis both do. But um, I I really like what the NBA in Orlando is doing a lot more, especially with the 8-9 play-in tournament. So basically, um, for you guys that don't know, in Orlando, the top seven seeds are going to be locked for the playoffs. And what me and Davis talked about last episode with the Nets and the Wizards Obviously, Jared Allen is, you know, not a very good best player for the Nets. And the Nets aren't going to win very many games. And all the Wizards have to do is go within four games of the Nets. So if they, if the Wizards can get within four games of the Nets, then they have a play-in series. And basically what happens is they play to see who gets in the playoffs. So say... I don't, we already know that the Nets are probably going to be the 8 and the Wizards are going to be the 9, just like it is right now. But basically what happens is if the Wizards, it's a three-game series. So 
if the eight seed beats the nine seed one time, then the eight seed goes in the playoffs. But if the nine seed beats the eight seed twice, then the nine seed goes to the playoffs. So the eight seed still has an advantage. But I think we're going to see that in the East, but not in the West. But um, I like what the NBA in Orlando is doing a lot more. Honestly, everything that we really talked about today was was pretty, you know, interesting. You kind of, you guys kind of had a history lesson with Will, with the Redskins and all that stuff. But email us at dwsportshow at gmail dot com. Email us who you guys, who do you guys think is going to win Rookie of the Year, Zion or John Morant? Do you think the move by Victor Oladipo was soft? Because I do. I don't. I don't know how you can play 20-plus minutes a game for 13 games straight and then not play. Because if you're running and putting pressure on it all game, then you're getting it stronger. So I, don't, I, I, I really don't understand. Like, the man, the man can't change his mind either now. So Demonis Sabonis is just going to have to, you know, work with Miles Turner and all of them to get the Pacers in a position that we need to do. The oh the Pacers and the Heat practice courts are right next to each other, so T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler can start chirping each other while practice stuff like that. I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, and for T.J. Warren, it's all fun and games until the Heat sweep him, and he's all big talk, no walk, and T.J. Warren gets swept, and Jimmy Butler is like, "There you go, buddy. I just beat you, so no more chirping to me." T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler almost got in a fight this season, if you don't know what we're talking about, in Indiana. So they have some history together. I think it'll be funny um, to see them. If they do start chirping at practice and stuff, I'm sure they won't practice at the same time. That'll be funny if they do. But, yeah, I'm excited to see um, the Redskins New names, the Indians, new names, stuff like that. The NBA in Chicago, I don't really like the format. And I think Zion's going to win. No, I think Jaw's going to win Rookie of the Year. I think Zion's going to have a better turnout in the future. So that's going to wrap it all up for DW Sports today. You can find us on Instagram at DW Sports with two S's on the end. You can find us at Snapchat at capital DW underscore sports. You can find us at Twitter with DW Sports with two S's on the end. And you can also email us at DWSportsShow at gmail.com. So it's DWSportsShow at gmail.com, no spaces, if you have any questions. Episode 6 should be coming sometime this week. It should not be too long until Episode 6 comes. But as of right now, I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your host, co-host, Davis Garrig. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. See you.